hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am here with Stacey today and she's going to tell us about her experience with Young Living and how that affected her mental health and I'm super excited to hear your story Stacey. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah no I'm really excited um, because I've been consuming a lot of like anti-MLM content lately and one thing I've been super bummed is that I don't hear a lot of people talk about like Young Living or that were from Young Living. I'm like, come on, where's my essential oil cult peep set? Like, <laughs> we got to put ourselves out there and share our stories. <laughs> and I feel like there's just something particularly culty or a little bit culty about Young Living just because of like the history behind it, which um, I've never, I haven't had anyone on the podcast from Young Living. So we can touch yeah. upon like that, like dirty history of Young Living and the founder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also just like, there's something a little bit culty about the oil community in general. <laughs> and it then when you mix it <laughs> with an MLM, it just becomes this creation. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I've been yeah. to convention twice and yeah, it's it's a whole yeah. the whole world. Yeah. Also just want to say no shade to people that like like to use oils. That's totally yeah, fine. No, I but still, like, yeah. But like yeah. And I, I use some too rarely, but I have some. And like I don't know. I just feel like there's a little bit of like magical thinking that goes with oil use, you know? There is. Especially when it gets to the MLM stuff because they make so many health claims around it. Yes. So it gets extra magical. (laughs) It does. I've seen some things that I'm like, wow, we're going there. Okay. All right. Do you want to take it away with your story? Yeah. So um, I'll try not to ramble too much. Um, with oh, ramble story. away. <laughs> okay. We'll just go for it. Um, so I joined Young Living in November 2016. Um, I was a brand new mom. Like my daughter, I think she was six months old at the time and I was breastfeeding. So my like mental, emotional, hormonal state was not that great. And I wasn't officially diagnosed with postpartum, but I'm pretty sure if I had been um, honest with my doctor when she asked, oh, how are you doing? Um, I probably could have gotten prescribed something to help me um, because I definitely was struggling. It's, you know, when you become a new mom, it's just, it rocks your world and you can't even really like prepare yourself for it. It just happens. And you're like, how did I get here? What do I do? Um, So I ended up, I was kind of prepped 
for the world of young living and like the natural health and wellness because back in college my nanny had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and I immediately kind of developed this fear of like getting older and like what if that happens to me and so I started diving into this world of like natural and like organic and trying to find ways that I could like reduce my risk of maybe going through what my nanny was going through and so fast forward and an old friend from college you know I see that she's selling oils and actually before I joined Young Living I was kind of anti-MLM myself so it's kind of hilarious that I ended up doing it even though I knew that like most people didn't make money and that it was you know pretty much a cult and scam I knew all that but I did it anyway. <laughs> um, and so here I am a new mom breastfeeding. Um, I'm terrified to take any kind of medicines because I don't know how they're going to affect, like, are they going to go through my breast milk and bother my daughter? Are they going to dry me up? And then I'm going to have to like gasp, use formula. Um, so I was in that like mindset and I end up with this like sinus infection and so then I start thinking like, well, what if there's an essential oil that I can like rub on my nose and I can breathe better and like get over this faster. And then I don't have to take any drugs and worry about like messing with my body or my daughter. And so I reached out and I was like, Hey, um, your essential oils, are you liking them? And she was like, love them. I was like, all right, great. Send me your link. Let's do this. And I was also around that time on the verge of losing my job, my boss, um, had pretty much given me an ultimatum, like return to your full schedule or leave. And so I had that on top of like all the new mommy stuff. And, um, so when I officially lost my job, that was my last day was February 14th, 2017. Um, I'll never forget that day. And that's kind of when I decided like, let's, okay, I'll try to do this like business side of young living. Let's just see. They, these women talk about like, oh, all I do is post, um, and share what I'm, you know, doing with the oils and how much I love them. And, you know, people are buying them. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's try it. And sure enough, my very first post where I put out into the world, like, Hey, I'm using these oils and I love them. I actually had an old high school friend, uh, reach out and she was like, let's do this. I'm gonna buy a kit. I was like, oh my gosh, it worked. And, um, so immediately I'm like, okay, great. And I'm in this community. Cause you know, I felt very like isolated in my new mommyhood. And so this community of women that I was in, you know, it just, it made the world a little bit smaller. I felt like I had friends finally that were kind of, you know, in the same frame of mind that I was in the same, um, oh, I'm losing my words here. Same, like life moments, I guess, you know, they have young kids and families. And so it just, it was really nice. But on the flip side of that, my husband, he hated the oils. He hated Young Living. And uh, it was something that we like thought about pretty much constantly. And it finally got to the point where like, after I had lost my job, I started working at another office. Um, I'm a dental hygienist by trade. So I started working in another office very, very part-time, like two days a month or something like that. And he was like, let's create your own separate account. And then that way I don't have to see the money from Young Living coming out of our account. 
And I was like, okay, great. And so that helped tremendously for a while. He still didn't like it, but he didn't have to see it constantly. Um, so we weren't fighting as often then about it. And he even looking back on it, he's like, he's like, yeah, I understand. I'm kind of a tightwad or I was, I was more so at the time he's gotten significantly better, but he admits that that kind of helped push me into young living and thinking like, oh, I can, you know, pursue this and maybe make some money to replace, you know, my old job. Um, but it just, it never obviously went anywhere, no matter what I did, no matter what book I bought or like program that I bought into, it was just constantly like just staying at my little star level. And I almost hit senior star once. Um, but that was, you have to have under you to be senior star. Um, so I can't remember. I want to say, I don't think that you actually have to have people under you just yet. It's just a certain volume that you have to hit. It's not because there's, there's star, senior star, executive, and then silver. And I think silver is when you actually had to have legs. And I was essentially stacked. My upline had put two people under me that were supposedly doing the business. So I was stacked to potentially hit silver. And I was like, all right, like I've got these women under me. And if I can just hit silver, I'll just, I'll be happy camper. Like I knew, I knew going into it. I was like, I'm never going to be a millionaire from this. Like I was realistic about it. Um, I just, my goal was always silver and it just, nobody wanted to buy the oils. I mean, and I don't blame them. Like nobody likes MLMs and I knew how it looked. Um, and I tried so hard not to be the stereotypical MLM hun. That's like, in your DMs, like, Hey, (laughs) you know, so it was just a constant battle and just made me feel kind of like embarrassed because I knew how it looked. And so I was just like, I promise I'm not trying to scam you. I do like my oils, but no pressure, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but please buy it. (laughs) Did you notice that there was like a big difference in price between like oils that you could buy anywhere and oils from Young Living? Yeah, there's, it depends on what company you go through, but um, it's been a while since I've ordered oils. Actually, I'm trying to like work my way through my stash. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's a significant difference. And like with Young Living, you have to pay like shipping and all of this stuff. And most oil companies, like I've ordered from Revive and like Revive, you don't pay shipping, you know? Yeah. So it's little things like that to add up. And then with like Young Living, I think the one thing that I can't believe I fell for and that I talked myself into thinking like it was okay was when you join, I don't know, they've significantly changed some things around since I left. Um, So I don't know how much um, is still true, but at the time they had Essential Rewards, which is their monthly auto ship program. So in order to do the business side of Young Living, you have to be in essential rewards and you have to spend, um, a regular person joining uh, ER only has to spend 50 PV, um, which is roughly 50 bucks. But if you're doing the business, you have to spend $100 um, or 100 PV. And so, and then that's not even including like shipping and tax. And so like, I can't believe in my head, I thought, oh yeah, I'll just spend a hundred dollars a month to get my paycheck. Right. Like looking back on it, I'm like, that's so dumb, Stacy. Why did you, 
I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you think that? Like, how did you convince yourself that that made sense? And, oh. and they actually, they technically owe me like 20 something bucks because if you're, if you're in or your um, pay for the month is like less than a certain amount, they won't even um, direct deposit it. They'll just put it on your account as a credit. So my very last paycheck from them was like not enough to direct deposit. So they just put it on my account, meaning I was going to have to order, like use it to order product. And so like, I never did. I was like, that's scammy. I mean, I like, know it is you calling a scam scammy, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, give me my 20 something bucks. Y'all I don't want to order any more product from you yeah. because I did plan on when I first decided I was going to quit doing the business. I was like, you know what? I'll, there's some products I still like. I'll still order from Young Living. I don't hate the company as a whole, um, but they're near the end. So the pandemic hit and these women that were in my upline that were part of this group, they just all got very conspiracy theory. Um, and it got very anti-science, which I know is like anti-science. You're talking about essential oils, Stacey, but it just, it went in a very like, opposite direction of what I truly believe like I'm not anti-vax and just a COVID denialism it just all it went there and I just reached a point where I was like I can't like no you're not getting any of my money like I don't care how much I like this product from Young Living like I'm done I'm done I'm out and so I think it was I looked it up right before I got on here I think I officially canceled in August of 20. 20. Yeah. So just shy of like four years with the company. So like, I'm out. <laughs> I kind of wonder. So you said that there was like a lot of conspiracy talk going on. And what I'm noticing to be a theme lately is the people that were in MLMs uh, near the beginning of the pandemic. That's when QAnon starts to dribble in yep. to the MLM. Did mm -hmm. you start to see signs of that? I did. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people, like, I don't even know if a lot of the women even realized that some of the stuff they were spewing was like straight QAnon. Cause like, I keep on top of stuff like that. Like that stuff interests me and, um, they would put things out there and I'm like, do you even, what? Like, <laughs> do you know what you're saying? <laughs> you believe that? And I actually did push back. Um, and it was essentially just a conversation that really went nowhere. It was, um, I don't know if you remember that frontline doctors video that was making the rounds with the, I think it was the hydroxychloroquine and it was getting taken down and they were upset. And I was like, well, maybe it's because the one lady thinks that like demons cause gynecological problems. I mean, we probably shouldn't be sharing her info <laughs> and they were just like, well, I should be able to share what I want. And I was like, even if it's like blatant misinformation though, like, do you not see how that could be bad? And that was early on in the pandemic, you know, so it's just, I don't know, it just got crazy. And yeah, I feel like people don't realize, or like, I feel like things are so skewed right now. Yeah. Because, so like, the way that the algorithms work is you see, like, if you put like a drop of something in, mm -hmm. so if you put like a drop, we're just going to use food coloring for this example, if you put a drop of blue <laughs> food coloring into the water, you're only going to see blue in your feed. Yeah. So like, and it's just going to get bluer and bluer and bluer and oh. bluer. 
Um, and I don't mean that as a political color. <laughs> that was just yeah. what I picked. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, yes, even so, uh, I guess yeah. that analogy still works, even if we're calling it a political color. I see where you're going. <laughs> but like, you're, you're only seeing what you like started to think with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's making it so you're only seeing some things and where like, like I know that my whole feed is what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it just keeps showing. It's like, oh, you're interested in this. Okay. Well, here's more. And then it just like keeps building and building and building and it gets crazier and more out there. And like (laughs) there, I don't know, there's uh, Royal crown diamonds and the company that are full Q and like, there was one, she got some heat. Uh, she was in a grocery store, like licking the door handle of like a freezer door. Why? And they, like, yes. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I think, I think I tagged like on Twitter. I was like, young living, come get your rep. Where, like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's out here licking door handles, like trying to be all like, oh, I'm not scared of germs. And like, I know another one her husband um, and her father were in DC on January 6th. I don't know like exactly where, but I know that they were there in DC. So just it, like, we're talking that level. Yeah. Like, and I was like, "Um, no, I can't in good conscience, like keep with this. Like I can't, this is, it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know the whole the whole thing just makes my stomach like hurt the first time I had an episode uh, I don't know if you've made it that far into the podcast but the first episode that I had that we talked about QAnon in relation to MLMs I literally had no idea like my head was in the sand I had no idea and I felt so sick I was like and like, I remember in my MLM, they were talking about save the children, which is another mm-hmm. gateway to QAnon. Yeah. Yeah. And a like, lot of the ladies that I'm new were like all into hashtag save the children. Exactly. Cause like, yeah. who doesn't want to save the children? Like exactly. everyone doesn't want kids to be pro- like brought right? into prostitution rings. Exactly. Yeah. You, you end up in this like sticky little situation where you're like, with something like hashtag save the children, you're like, well, like, yeah, no, child trafficking is bad. Like, we don't want that. But also, like, that's not what you're sharing is not like legit. Right. Right. <laughs> like, so it's kind of skewing things thing. to look a certain way. And that's yeah. not really how it is. Yeah. Yeah. It starts like with one thing that like everyone's right behind, you know, like yeah. who's going to say that they're against that? Yeah. Like, besides terrible people right (laughs) um but you know like so everyone's like yeah of course save the children and then like you click on that you click on that fundraiser you click on Mm -hmm. that Facebook link and then all of a sudden you're you're in yep that's how they get you yeah it just leads you down a rabbit hole and unless you kind of like know what to look for um it just yeah it sucks people in and yeah it's really sad yeah, this isn't where I thought we were going to go, but I'm here. No, yeah, this is like, but yeah, that was kind of like ultimately the catalyst that led me to like completely yeah. cut away from like Young Living. And then 
the thing that was really, really cathartic for me and really helped me to like finally reach this point where I was like, I'm going to do a post and like speak out, um, was like, I ended up kind of, um, connecting with these other women who, um, some of them are still in young living. Um, and some of them are out like me. Um, but they actually hit much higher ranks than I did. They joined young living well before I did. And they kind of confirmed, you know, the whole concept when you're leaving your MLM and you're thinking like, oh, I failed. Like I didn't really work hard enough because you're gaslit to hell to think that like, it's your fault. And they were confirming that like when they first joined, um, it was before like the anti-MLM movement kind of really took off. Essential oils weren't a big thing really. Um, so they ranked up quickly and reached these high ranks. And then they said it was about 2017, 2018 when their um, business kind of like leveled off and then just started dropping dramatically. And so it reached a point where it was like, oh, well, that's when I joined and started doing the business. So what you're telling me is that your business, you were making thousands a month and your team started tanking and never really recovered. So like, how was I supposed to even like climb up in rank if you guys are, you know, at your rank and dropping? Um, and so I was just like, oh my gosh, like there's no, I had no chance. Yeah. Absolutely no chance. Uh, I'm curious if the people that you were seeing that were farther up and you're seeing them like dwindle back down and like lose sales and teammates and whatever, yeah. were they still posting like they were at the top? Um, they weren't. Um, they, they saw the light and they were like, this is a cult. I want out of this. So they're working on getting it. They haven't been doing things. Um, They've just kind of been like watching things, waiting for the right moment to exit financially for them. Um, but I've seen some things and it's like, this is kind of company wide that a lot of these women, yeah, they're losing rank. They're still out there though, saying like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a platinum and they're most likely not. And it makes total sense because when I was in it, the only time I ever really saw people rank up was like during a sale or something. And that was like the one time that I got really close to hitting a senior star was like during a sale. And usually you would see people be like, oh, so-and-so is close to hitting this rank. Like, does anybody else need to order anything for the month? So, you know, they would be like going through our messages, like trying to find people to place orders, you know, to help people rank up. But then you hit that rank and then it like, like most companies I've learned are the same. It's like you hit that rank for the month and then the next month rolls over and it resets completely and you're back to square one. And then they don't hit that, you know, if it's during a sale, you're not going to hit that rank again, most likely. Yeah. So <sighs> it's just a mess. <laughs> and like, it really takes such a toll on your mental health too, because I think that it's something that we don't really talk about enough is that like, you always are starting the month out at zero. Yeah. And like, you work so hard, you work so hard, you work so hard, and then you're back to zero again. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it just feels like this never ending cycle. And then you, you get 
to whatever your goal was potentially, or maybe you're really close mm-hmm. and you're like, how am I going to do that again next month? Yeah. Yep. And then and people I re- are always trying to like, be like, oh, well just ask Susie Q who just bought from you to buy more. Like you just have me have them order this giant bundle pack. Yeah. Went through <laughs> all of that product in 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And I remember, so like I went to convention twice. Mm -hmm. So I went to the convention right after Gary Young died. And then at that convention, I remember, so the speakers were Eric Worre and uh, Mel Robbins, I think were the two speakers. I remember Eric Worre like pumping us up. And at the end of his spiel, he had us like stand up and close our eyes and talk us through this scenario about how like we go home and we like bust our butts and we work hard and we rank up and we come back and like this next convention a year from now, like, are you going to be where you were at, at this convention? Or are you going to like, you're going to be ranked up. And then he has us like scream and you're just like, yes, I'm going to go home and hit the ground running. And then you do that, you go home and everybody's like, not interested. And so then you're like, oh, well, <laughs> there goes the wind in my sails. But I remember like, going to the next convention the next year it was their 25th anniversary and I was my badge said star just like it did the year before so I'm thinking back on you know the last year's convention and like I'm embarrassed like I'm walking around this convention embarrassed because my badge still says star and I'm like well okay like guess I didn't work hard enough (laughs) which is not true Um, but that's, what's in the back of your mind. And so, you know, I remember going to, I really shouldn't have gone to that convention because I was pregnant. Um, that convention was in August and I was due in September. So I was very pregnant and miserable and yeah, I just walked around like miserable and pregnant and embarrassed. And I was like, this is not fun. This is not like it was last year. Right. Yeah, some of the uh, magic wears off when yeah when you're not feeling so great. Yeah, and there's thirty thousand plus people, I think, and it's just miserable. It's crowded. Where, where were your conventions? They're at Salt Lake City. Okay. Yeah. And the convention itself isn't um, too expensive for the ticket for convention, but oh my gosh, those hotels in Salt Lake City—it adds up. Oh. They are so pricey and yeah, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. It, one good thing though, that came out of going to convention in Salt Lake city is I learned about J dogs. I don't know if anybody's listening that lives in uh, Utah and you get J dogs regularly. You're so lucky. Like this, what hot, are dog dogs? this hot dog place. <laughs> and Oh, they're so good. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> but they're, they're in you. They're only in Utah. I don't think you, I even told my husband, I was like, can we like franchise this and bring it to Kentucky? And you can't. I was bummed. <laughs> Did you really try to do that? Yeah, I looked on their website. I was like, how does franchising work? Like, can y'all bring this concept to Kentucky? Um, and you can't. That's sad. That's my sorry, that was my tangent on <laughs> that's sad. No, I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah, it. Anybody, anybody tangent. listening that's in Utah, y'all are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. 
When I was in at convention for Plexus, um, there was this burrito place at the hotel I was in, and I still think about it to this day. Yeah. I got a burrito bowl every single day I was there. Yeah. Every single yeah. I was in Vegas, and I got a burrito <laughs> bowl every day. Like there are so many things I could have tried. You know, if it's good. Yeah. <sighs> well, um. So let's talk a little bit about um, quote unquote Dr. Gary, Gary V. Young. Is that his name? D. Yeah. D. Gary D. Young. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what is your, I don't like know a ton about him besides he's a terrible person who's not really yeah, a he's doctor. He's got a very sketchy past. Um, and that's something that a lot of people love to bring up. It's like my husband was like, oh, did you know he killed his baby? Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, yeah. How was fun. that for you when you were in? Did people bring that stuff up to you when you were like in the MLM? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I ever had anybody other than my husband mention it to me like directly, but that's definitely something that people are always like, oh, well, Gary Young's got a past. And you're like, I know. And the way I always justified it was like, I didn't really care about Gary. Mm-hmm. I was just like, whatever. I'm not here for Gary. Yeah. I don't like Jeff Bezos. I don't like the Walmart family. I don't like the Hobby Lobby people, but like I still buy from them. <laughs> I still shop there. So that was kind of my justification for like Gary's sketchy past. Um, and so I never really was like a Gary Young um, worshiper, so to speak. Um, yeah. But I remember like the convention right after he died. Um, he died actually right before convention. And so I remember being kind of bummed because I was like, I did kind of want to see him in person, just to like hear him speak in person. Cause you hear all these things about like how amazing he is. Right. Um, As so, a like, cult leader. <laughs> yeah. And so then like his wife, Mary and her two sons are up there talking about Gary and it was emotional. Cause you see this family that's obviously lost somebody that they cared about yeah. um, or I hope they cared about him. Um, <laughs> And so it was obviously emotional. And then the next, so by the next convention, I had kind of like come to understand that like Gary was a crap person. And so um, when they were talking, Mary Young was talking about Gary again. And I was just staring at the screen of like the reenactments that they like filmed of his life story, just staring at it like, okay, that's clearly bullshit, but all right, continue. (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh. And I'm just sitting there like, do y'all believe this? Because that's a little much. It's a little extreme for me, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) So for anyone that doesn't know that's listening, um, pretty much the long story short is that he um, killed his child during childbirth. Yeah, I think he was, like, attempting to do a water birth, I think, yeah. and, like, held her, or I don't know if he held her underwater, but. That's what I heard, underwater. was that he, like, held her underwater for an absurdly long amount of time. Yeah, something about um, being able to get oxygen through the umbilical cord or something. But even before that, he's got some, like, super sketchy stuff. Um, there was, like, a clinic in Mexico. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess his story, I guess he did get injured when he was younger. Um, 
and they would tell people that he was I guess paralyzed but he drank nothing but lemon water for like a certain amount of days and poof he was better um I know there's there's a couple business insider articles um that are really good that are about him and then um the behind the bastards podcast I don't know if you've heard of it but they did a deep dive on like a two-part deep dive on Gary Young. Ooh, I love to add it to my list. I'm getting so many good podcast recommendations recently and I'm just like, I don't know where to start. (laughs) Yeah, so they did a really good deep. So if y'all are really interested in learning more about Gary Young and his sketchy past, um, those are some good places to start. Because I didn't know until the Business Insider article that he had some older kids because I think Mary is his third marriage. Oh, I didn't know that. He's got some older sons that I think they're up in Canada. And they were kind of, um, I guess, reconciling and getting back together. And one of the sons, I think, according to the article, was supposed to come um, to Utah and work in Young Living with his dad. And then Gary died. And I think we were told he had like a stroke or it was heart problems or something. But this article states that it was most likely cancer. But... Mary can't let people know that because that would just ruin the whole idea of like essential oils, right? Uh, cure cancer or keep you from getting cancer or whatever. So, yeah. And then the clinic in Mexico, that was where he was like telling people that they had cancer, but they didn't, and then giving them a treatment and yeah Yeah, something yeah and there's something about um if you look into that there's something about there was a journalist that I guess sent them like cat Mm -hmm. blood or chicken blood something yeah and they were like oh yeah you've got x y and z going on and they're like really do we (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're just like totally making things up apparently yeah if you start going down the rabbit hole it's very interesting and that you look at it and you're just like "Mm, okay and there's a book, Mary Young wrote a book. I never got the book, so I don't know exactly what's in it, but there's a book you can buy that supposedly tells the story of Gary Young. Obviously it paints him in a good light because it's Young Living, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting though, because I feel like we're finding out more and more that the founders of these companies are just like sketchy people that do really sketchy things. Yeah. Um, I mean, not everyone like killed their kid and mistreated, <laughs> medically mistreated people and right. claimed that they were doctors when they weren't, but yeah. like doing like essential oil IVs and stuff. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh, that, that can't be good for you. That it, it can't be. No, not an IV. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay. So I wanted to ask you, cause a lot, I feel like a big like part of your story is like your relationship with your husband and like how that affected you. How was that like towards the end of um, like realizing that you wanted to leave and like how did your relationship with him and the MLM change over time, I guess? Um, I mean, it didn't really like, I tried really hard to not, not let it affect our marriage mm-hmm. too much because I remember listening to people being like oh you need to cut the negative people out of your life and I was like well what if that negative person is my husband I can't cut my husband out of my life just for like young living that's stupid right um 
so like I said, once I got like a separate account, that was like my oil business yeah. account, um, that really helped. Um, and he tried like, it was so good. He tried, he, he looks back on and he's like, I'm really glad that you got to go to Salt Lake city and like that I had these like, um, you know, quote unquote friends at the time. He was like, I recognize that for, he's like, I'm glad you had that. Um, he's like, I don't like that. It was through young living, but he's like, you had some support there in the mom world. And so he was, you know, supportive of that aspect. Um, and now it's kind of just like, like my husband and I are very like sarcastic joke, <laughs> jokesters with each yeah. other. And it's so like, we were watching the LuLaRoe documentary together and there's a lot of stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, like, well, too. and he's just sitting there next to me on the couch, like sipping his coffee, just like staring at me. Like <laughs> I told you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, oh, this one time you were right okay <laughs> don't get used to it yeah. <sighs> yeah all right do you feel like did we hit all the parts of your story that you wanted to talk about um yeah I guess so I mean I, I know I bounced around a lot kind of hard yeah. to like it's got like so many different like little branches yeah if you have kind of hard to keep time. everything straight yeah I tried to write stuff down earlier. Um, Sometimes we get onto side tangents and then right, yeah, let's start talking about the story. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know, looking back on it, um, I will say, I think the reason why, like, I stuck through it so long was I actually ended up meeting my best friend through it. So that is one positive thing. If we want to look, look at a positive thing, she yeah. was kind of like me. Um, like I don't, in the MLM world, there's kind of, um, a certain type of like aesthetic mm -hmm. or like person, you know, like that boho chic yeah, kind of stay at home mommy, which is just nothing wrong with it. I want to preface right. this. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there's very, there's, you know, a certain aesthetic and, you know, she and I, we didn't fit into that and so we kind of connected that way and we fit and so I had her to lean on um yeah. and I you know we'd see something in one of the groups and be like oh my gosh did you see that yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we had each other to bounce off of and yeah I don't know she's she's finally out of it too but yeah I don't know that I would have stuck around as long as I did if it wasn't for her because I just I have a very stubborn personality and so in my head, I'm thinking like, no, I, I'm just going to keep at it. Like I'll do this differently next month and try, you know, and right. just, you keep plugging different things and nothing works mm -hmm. and, and the pandemic. And I was just like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what color you paint the duck. It's still a duck. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> Did she leave at the same time as you? Um, no, she stayed in it. She wasn't really doing the business much um, by the time that I left. Mm -hmm. Um, but she stayed in it a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were both kind of like, okay, this isn't, this isn't working for us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I then... really knew, as I say, probably one of the moments when I kind of knew, 
um, that I was, you know, that the people in the group didn't really care too much about me. One thing that really hurt me was at one point, it was kind of obvious that I wasn't participating in things. And um, my friend that I had purchased my kit from, um, she, she reached out to someone else like, Hey, do you know what's going on with Stacy? And then that person reached out to someone else to ask what was going on with me. So like, instead I'm like, we're all in our thirties. Like, could you, you could have at least just come to me and been like, Hey, how's it going? Like, I thought we were good enough friends that, you know, you could have at least done that. And so that was kind of the moment when I was like, okay, like this isn't, this is a very shallow friendship. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that really hurt. And I know she's been hurt because she noticed that I unfriended her. Um, yeah. And she actually finally reached out. It's, it's interesting. It wasn't until my shit post that she reached out. <laughs> and um, yeah, I felt bad. I never responded to it because I didn't know how. And then it was one of the accounts that I follow put up something about how like no response is a legitimate response. Mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed of it. And I was like, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I kind of, um, I think it was your podcast you were talking with, is it Julie, the walking on LexPro? Julie Joe. Yes. Yeah. She was talking about how when you leave an MLM to just like leave it and ghost people and that's like what I did like I left I canceled everything and I left the groups and like I just unfriended a ton of people um and unfollowed a ton of people I blocked some people um initially because I knew what was going to happen people were going to be like trying to gossip yeah so I was like I'm just going to block people so they can't see my stuff (laughs) yeah um so I just kind of was like I'm out um Hopefully nobody notices. I'm sure they did. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like in all of mine, I just like became like super inactive, like over time. And then uh-huh. I was like, all right, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I did. And yeah. Cause I tried, I tried one last, like, um, like a try before you buy style class. Mm-hmm. that's kind of that was popular right when I left I I tried that with my friend she and I teamed up and we did two of these and I think I actually got like a kit sale or two from it um she didn't get anything but we had a ton of people that were interested in it of course they were just interested in the free product they didn't <laughs> right yeah. they didn't really want to buy it. they just wanted free stuff um and I was like okay like no but I hadn't been active in like any of the message threads or the groups yeah so it was kind of obvious at that point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on your list that you want to cover? I don't think so. I'll probably think of something like later <laughs> tonight. Like, oh, I should have talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the way it always works? Right. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, um, before you go, um, yeah. you need to talk about your, your real business. Oh yeah. A real business owner. Yeah. I started a legitimate (laughs) business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started making jewelry. Um, so so I've got a small little jewelry business, very tiny, my little Etsy shop. Um, but yeah, that's been fun. And it's kind of funny because 
<laughs> you would think now that I'm like out of young living that I would be very gung-ho to like share my jewelry stuff, but I'm still very timid when I share stuff and I don't really get a whole lot of interaction when I do, which is kind of a bummer, but it's probably because I was in young living. Like I probably shot myself in the foot because I'm sure there's a lot of people that like muted me on Facebook or unfollowed me because they were like, oh, I was just posting about stupid essential oils. Yeah. And so they're not seeing my stuff. And so, you know, it's, it's been very slow, but it's been fun. Um, yeah. I have an event this weekend that I'm participating in. That's exciting. But, yeah. I feel like a lot of people's like craft, like homemade craft type businesses take mm -hmm. off really well on TikTok. So I know that's one area I have a TikTok. I spent a lot of time on TikTok, but I haven't actually, I think I've made a couple. Yeah. Um, but one of them was like Young Living related actually, which was kind of funny. Um, it was like some chick that was like, tell me you got scammed into an MLM without telling me. And I just like stood in front of my like oil rack, sipping my wand. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have possibly done that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess I get really timid and like shy. Yeah. You know, and so like I get scared of like doing something like TikTok. Yeah. And I'm like it's hard. TikTok can be a really cruel place, but it can be. Um, like Julie Joe said in that episode, like she just uses all those comments as ways yeah. to boost your account. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I was gonna content. Right. I was gonna try and create um I still might, but I was going to create a Facebook group. And my husband was like, well, I don't know if you should do that. You're going to get a lot of hate if you do. And I was like, well, somebody out there needs to create like a former oil cult people group. Like <laughs> there probably I mean, is one. I would I've say. tried to find one. I haven't found it yet. If anybody out there knows of one, send it my yeah. way. Cause yeah. Yeah. Um, cause being in that message group with the ladies that I, uh, connected with that are um reps that are either out of young living or trying to get out um that's been so cathartic and I'm like no we need a place like that because yeah like you said at the beginning like it's definitely very very culty and yeah just it's completely different yeah and it's really hard when you get out when you're able to talk to people that have been through the exact same thing that you've been through. It makes it so much easier to look at it and be like, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm like all, all of the like support groups are great, but like, it's really nice. Like when I see somebody that talks about Arbonne or talks about Plexus yeah. and I'm like, oh, they get it. They went yeah. It's more too. specific. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. like I'm in the LuLaRoe group that Roberta Blevins is in, mm -hmm. um, just just because I wanted to see what was going on there because yeah. it seems like a cool supportive place. I don't really participate too much because I wasn't a Lou LaRoe consultant, but she yeah. said that we could join. So I did. <laughs> um, but like, it's cool to see all of these people that like bond over this one thing. Yeah. And like, they're all like giving each other updates and I'm just like, damn, I want that. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, well, I've missed out on this scheme. <laughs> I know if only I sold LuLaRoe, then I could have been part of right? all these friends. <laughs> <laughs> then I could have found yep. my anti-MLM friends. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, we need that for Young Living and doTERRA. Y'all can join in too. Oh, yeah. I, I bet that you guys have a lot. And like, it's interesting too, because you guys are rivals. So 
there's probably some interesting stories that could be shared back and forth I'm sure yeah because you get taught I remember from like the get-go like I joined right after all of like the Zotero drama so I only got snippets of it but it was very much a like they are you know subpar and their creator their CEO or whatever like scammed Gary and don't talk shit about them in public y'all but in the groups it was like (laughs) they would just go to town oh my gosh yeah wild it's all wild well if I'm gonna put your like Etsy shop and do you want your like Instagram linked too or no yeah, we can put that in there. Yeah, I can. Okay, send yeah. That to so you. if anyone knows of a Facebook oil group, you need to holler at Stacy and let her know yeah. so that she can. Yeah, because not just me. I know some other people that'd be very interested. So if it's yeah. out there, let me know because I've searched. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Let us know. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for being well, on and sharing your story, especially so last minute. That was very exciting. I know <laughs> it was. Yeah, and it's one of those things like. I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, I don't have, because usually when people want to hear people talk about MLMs, you know, you want all the like the juicy details, which I don't, since I was so low ranking in the company, I don't have like direct access to some of the real juicy stuff. Um, So I didn't know how interesting it would be. But we all have a story and that's kind of the point is that like, you know, there are going to be some people's stories that are like super juicy and whatever. But most people are going to have stories that are more like yours where like you got scammed, it hurt some of your relationships and it hurt your pocket in the long run. And then also like, you know, the mental health stuff, obviously that's what this podcast is about. Um, (laughs) But thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad that you were able to come My first podcast. Yay. (laughs) You did great. Thank you. All right, everyone, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me on From Hunts to Humans on Instagram, or you can email me at fromhuntstohumans at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you and we can get you scheduled to come on the podcast and that will be so much fun. All right. Bye, everyone.